and welcome to the Lean Line podcast. Uh, Chris here, hope you're doing well and keeping safe. Um, we've got a little bit of a different podcast for you this week. Um, we've already spoke to Christina Freda from uh, Glasgow City and ahead of their tie against Wolfsburg, I thought it'd be pretty useful to get some insight from Germany. And to do that, I'm very thankful to be joined by German football expert and expert in all things Wolfsburg, uh, I think it's fair to say, uh, Jasmine Schwimmer. Chaz, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to chat. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we've been quite fortunate in Scotland over these last few months in that we've been able to watch the Frauen Bundesliga um, through BBC Alba, which is one of our, our kind of local channels. Um, how, how would you, and before we speak about Wolfsburg specifically, how was that kind of return to football in Germany in the kind of new world that they currently live in? Personally, for me, it was it was quite weird, you know. Nobody really knew what was going to happen, if the Bundesliga was going to continue, and then all of a sudden we got the okay to go. But even for us journalists, it was very strict in terms of rules. Um, there were some allowed to attend the games, and I was very fortunate to be there. But, you know, I spoke to uh, the coach, Stefan Nech, and he said that it was mentally very challenging for everyone involved because you don't know how to prepare, you know, what, what can you do, what can't you do. So... Yeah, very, very strange experience, to be honest, and very scary at the same time. Yeah, um, I had my first, we're a little bit behind Germany and Scotland at the moment, and I had my first kind of experience for a few months last week, and it was very strange, and as you as you mentioned with Stefan Lurch, Scott Booth, the Glasgow City coach, had said the same thing, it's been very difficult to get back into it. Um, but yeah, I've got you on to talk about Wolfsburg a little bit, um, ahead of the Champions League tie. Um Let's talk holistically about the season first of all. Um, Wolfsburg were crowned champions again. Um, they went the season undefeated. How would you assess their 2019-20? Well, all I can pretty much say is that it was national-wise the most successful season they ever had. You know, yeah. uh, The fourth German championship in a row and sixth in total. And um, winning the, the German Cup again for the fifth time in a row, which is I think is a record as well. And it was the seventh in total. So you can't really find anything to complain, you know. And then with uh, 62 points in total, it was, you know, the most, most points they ever got. And, you know, undefeated. What more can you ask for? So it, so far it's been, it's been great. But uh, the piece that has been missing the past few years has been the Champions League trophy. Well, yeah, um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll cover that in, in a wee bit because it's something that they have won in the past, but it's been a, been a few years. Um, you mentioned, obviously, uh, the, the points total. So they only, dropped, they only drew twice within their 20 other games um, during the season. Um, and then they also won the DFB Pokal uh, Frown against Essen. But that wasn't a, a straightforward uh, victory for them in, in that regard. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was quite difficult for them, you know, very surprising. And and I keep saying that, you know, in, in the Frauen Bundesliga, they often play teams that are, you know, very defensive. You know, all they do is focus on defending and it makes them, it makes it quite easy for Wolfsburg. Um, and Essen was like really, really trying their best. You know, they were not afraid and didn't want to show any weakness and just, you know, put up a really good challenge. And I think that's something that even teams in the Champions League can, can actually keep in mind, you know, don't be afraid, you know, don't, don't think, oh, we're going to lose this anyway. Try your best and, and then you can even accomplish something against such a dominant team like, like Wolfsburg. 
Yeah, I mean, that was going to be kind of my next question. What what can City look to if they are going to try and, and hurt Wolfsburg? Because I think we both know, and I think a lot of people listening to this will know, that this is a massive challenge for Glasgow City. Um, and it would be shock, the shock of all time if they if they managed to win. But how, how from what you've seen of Wolfsburg, how would you see Glasgow City maybe hurting, uh, hurting Wolfsburg? It's a tough question because I, I don't really want to judge the, the state Wolfsburg are in right now, considering I, I haven't seen the one friendly they played against Eintracht Frankfurt. So I don't really know where they're at um, and how far they are in terms of, you know, fitness and, you know, talking tactics and stuff, because everything had to happen so quick now. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about the fact that, you know, at the beginning of July, they played the German Cup final and they had a little bit time off. Uh, roughly three weeks, I think, and then they return to training at the end of July. You, you never know. Is, is that enough? You know, is it an advantage that maybe they they played the last game not too long ago? But at the same time, you kind of have the risk of of your body shutting down because you didn't mm-hmm. have much time to take, you know, to recharge batteries and stuff. So that would be interesting to see. And I'm, like I said, I can't really say what state they're in right now. Um, Stefan Lech said he's really pleased by how far they, they've come in such a short time. But obviously, you don't really have many options to integrate your new players, to talk new tactics, because Lech always likes to be very unpredictable with games. But, you know, with players leaving and new ones coming in, it all had to be a little bit diff- different this time. Yeah, and um, let's talk about the new players because uh, one of the the changes, is, yeah, change is the right word, uh, with the, the Champions League is that clubs have been able to register up to six new signings. Um, there's a little bit of intricacy about how they play in the tournament. Uh, but Wolfsburg have added players to their squad. Could you kind of give us a wee lowdown of the, kind of the new signings first of all? Well, I, I think, um, you know... I've said it before, I'm always very surprised how specific the new signings are. You know, they're always on point. Uh, Pauline Bremer, I think we've all seen play for Manchester City, played a fantastic last season with them. Um, so she's going to be a great addition to the team. She can pretty much play everywhere up front. So that's you know going to make the game even more unpredictable because you don't know where will she end up playing. Um, then we have Katrin Henrich, um, who's already won the Champions League in 2015. So very experienced player, can also pretty much play everywhere, everywhere in defense. Um, she will also, you know, her experience will help um, in, in tight games, you know, to kind of calm her teammates down a little bit, you know, influence them, you know. So I'm looking forward to, to see her in the Wolfsburg jersey. And then we have um, Lena Oberdorf, who I would say is probably the most exciting signing out of them all. You know, not, no disrespect to the other signings, but... Um, for me, Lena Oberdorf is the future of uh, not only the Wolfsburg team, but also the national team. Like, she's only 18 years old, and the way she already plays, you know, her physical appearance, her presence on the pitch is incredible. Obviously, it's a very huge step for her from Essen to Wolfsburg, so, so I think we need to give her a little more time to get used to it all. But, yeah, she's definitely someone who's going to leave an impression because um, – not many people have probably seen her play because over here in Germany and other international countries, uh, it's very difficult to follow the Frauen Bundesliga games for some strange reason, which <laughs> still annoys me. Um, so yeah, she's going to be one to look forward to. Um, 
And then we have Kasha. I'm, I'm going to call her Kasha because I don't know how to pronounce her name probably yet. Uh, very experienced goalkeeper from Paris Saint-Germain. Um, incredible experience, like I said. You know, uh, she's going to definitely help um, keep them safe in the back. Uh, but she's going to have to put up a fight against Federica Abt, who played incredibly in the German Cup final by saving two penalties. Yeah, um, you mentioned Lena Oberdorf, and that's one of the names that I, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing in kind of full, as you say, any, and this isn't specific to the Frauen Bundesliga, finding women's football in general can be a bit of a mission sometimes, um, I think it's fair to say. Uh, but, you know, she's definitely one of the standout names for me. In terms of the existing squad, um, I know some of the names, but for, for anybody listening, who, who should we be looking out for as kind of Wolfsburg's kind of danger players? How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Give, give me your, I have three in my head, so give me, give me your top three and I'll see if the same three come, come to the fore. Hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of four players right now that I would probably mention right now. Um, okay. I'm going to start um, with, give us with the most, most, most unpredictable one for me is Dominique Janssen. Her uh, standards are incredible, danger, incredibly dangerous um, in the way she can, you know, move in the penalty area as well, you know, has a great shot. Um, always the defender that likes to move up front, even in the air, very dangerous. So someone to look, you know, out for. Uh, because she's the kind of player that if you focus too much on others, she will be the one to find the space. Um, then we have um, Alexandra Pop. You know, they're, they're going to try to feed her with balls, long balls, and she's just going to head them in. Like, you have to be really careful with her. Because if she <laughs> goes up in the air, then uh, it's always guaranteed trouble. Then obviously Pendel Harder, one of the absolute best players in the world, no doubt. She finds the space. She can create the space. She can, you know, finish like no other. Um, there's nothing that seems too difficult for her. She will just get the job done. So, yeah, she's going to be the main point of the game probably. And then we have Eva Payor. She's the one to outrun everyone. <laughs> And, um, yeah, has a great finish as well. Um, kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a trap because if you focus too much on Eva Payor, then you will have Pindel Harder to fit in the space. And opposite, it's going to be uh, Pindel Harder to take on players and Eva Payor is the one uh, to, to, to finish. Um, so a lot of players, like it's the whole squad, you know, full of world-class players. So... It would be difficult for you guys. <laughs> um, I'm glad that the names you've said, I had three of those. So that, that makes me feel good. I feel like I'm in tune um, with Wolfsburg. In terms of style of play, how, how do Wolfsburg usually set up? Um, you've obviously mentioned the, the likes of Eva Mayor and Pernille Harder. But I know that sometimes Pernille Harder kind of plays behind the front. How, how do Wolfsburg set out their stall usually? Well, um they don't really like uh, to make it too obvious, but uh, one thing is very clear. They always like to have a lot of possession, um, play with long balls, you know, kind of, it depends on who's playing um, because every player has like different uh, strength to them. So, uh, and like I said, they always want to come up with something new. Um, and I don't know what they have in mind now going into the new season, which is kind of weird to me because we, we start preparation for the new season and talk about the new season, but the, you know, the other season it hasn't even ended yet because we're still playing the Champions League tournament. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really know what to expect myself. 
You've uh, you've mentioned that right at the start. You mentioned it's been a while since Wolfsburg have won the Champions League. I think 2014 was the last time. Um, yeah, is that the aim for this tournament? Yeah, 100%. You know, it's it's always been the missing piece, and they have always been very open about saying that they want to win the Champions League. The past four years, they've always been kicked out by Olympique Lyon. So uh, the French champions are going to be the team to beat. Um, and I don't know. Um, I think they won't get another chance to, to win the trophy as quickly as this time because it's only three games. It's a knockout match. Anything can happen. It's not like, you know, you have two ties where, you know, oh, we're not going to turn this around in the second tie. Um, so everything is possible. Anything can happen. Um, I'm even, you know, very sure that we'll see maybe one or two surprises. So um, I'm just really looking forward to it. No, absolutely. I'm the same as you. I'm looking forward to, to having it to watch. Um, Stefan Lurch, he, he is going to leave Wolfsburg uh, next summer. Um, he announced this a couple of weeks ago. Has that had any impact at all? Has there been any noises about that changing, like the, the determination to get a, a Champions League, uh, Champions League winning medal for him? You know, uh, the club said that they have been um, prepared for, for that because uh, before he signed the last contract extension, he already made clear that that was going to be the last time he's going to sign uh, another contract. So um, I don't think much will change. Um, it will just be interesting to see because, you know, a change always opens up new opportunities, obviously. Um, and I'm excited to see who will step up because they have quite a few options that are in the club already with Ariane Hings, for example, who's assistant coach right now. But Ralf Kellerman also said that it might be, you know, time for some, uh, you know, fresh personality to come in. And I'm, I'm not really sure what he's aiming for. I don't even know if the club knows right now what they want. Uh, they still have some time, um, you know, a whole season. But um, I fully trust Ralf Kellermann uh, when it comes to making that kind of decision because obviously he's a mastermind of the game. Um, yeah. And I'm sure he will bring on someone who's just going to continue this success. Big question for you now. Um, do you think Wolfsburg winning it is a realistic target? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I do think that they maybe have the easiest way into the final. Um, no disrespect to the other teams, but I think uh, if we if we compare the teams, uh, Wolfsburg are definitely one of the stronger ones. Um, so I think there is definitely a chance, but it all depends because the teams all have different requirements heading into this tournament. Like I said, um, in Germany, the competition continued and that meant that Wolfsburg don't have that much of preparation heading into this tournament while other teams uh, didn't get to play out their season and have been preparing for a few weeks now. Um, so it will all depend um, if it's an advantage or disadvantage. But I think that uh, in the end, my prediction is that we will see Wolfsburg against Lyon in the final again. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has the um, build to the Champions League been in Germany? I'm curious if you were having a wee chat about it just before we started recording. Um, has it been a good amount of coverage in Germany or has it been a little quiet? What's, what's your thoughts been? Unfortunately, like I always say, uh, the women's football coverage in, in Germany is still lacking very much. Like it doesn't get that much of attention from the big newspapers. It's mm -hmm. more like the local ones who really put effort into it. 
which I really appreciate. Like even the mid-table teams have great journalists covering them in the league. Um, the focus is more on, on, on the men, you know, Bayern Munich heading into the final possibly. And yeah, there's not much going on with the women, unfortunately. We even didn't know how we're going to watch the games until a few days ago. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, some uh, German TV station picked them up and it's going to show the games of Bayern and Wolfsburg, which is good um, because, you know, we're still struggling in times of coronavirus. So I think um, having TV coverage is, is very important because people will just, you know, sip, to, uh, sip through the TV and possibly find it and be like, oh, that's, that's you know, I'm going to stick with it and watch it. And hopefully it, it, it changes their mind about women's football because over here we still struggle a lot with, um, I hope I pronounce it right, cliches. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we, we still struggle with that a lot over here. Like, um, I mean, even on social media, especially now that social media has grown so much, it, it's an opportunity, but it's also, you know, it can hurt you a lot because um, as you can see on Twitter, often you always get the no one cares comments. Yeah. And it's, you know, it sucks, but we're trying our best. Um, I think we have made some progress, but it's more up to the league now and uh, DFB to kind of move a step forward and just make the league and, and the cup games more accessible because then the people will follow. Um, and right now we, we still don't have that. Like uh, other countries are, are ahead of us, you know, NWSL, you can watch every single game. Um, and in the Palm Bundesliga, you, you struggle to, you know, even find highlights. <laughs> it's just no. sad. Yeah. Like, um, it's a topic I could talk about for hours and, you know, just ranting nonstop. But, um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I appreciate the, the, the rant that you can, you can feel bubbling within because it's one that is one that I have every now and again too. So I, I completely appreciate that. Um, there is one other German side in the tournament. So I'll ask you about this just to kind of finish up. Um, and that's, uh, by Munich who are playing Rion, who favorites for the tournament. I think that's fair to say. Um, Bayern finished second to Wolfsburg in the Frank Bundesliga. Um, how do you stack your chances against Lyon? I hope Bayern fans won't hate me for this, but <laughs> obviously I'm always rooting for the Germans and I think uh, the Bayern have a very strong squad going into this this um, tie. Um, I just don't know if they're quite there yet to close the gap to Lyon because Lyon... Um, you know, they could probably uh, pick two world-class formations and, you know, still be able to dominate. And I don't know if, if that's the case with Bayern yet, but um, with the new additions coming in, um, I think they have a slight chance. It just depends on, on how uh, how they are um, doing on game day. Um, if they're mentally, you know, how it's going to challenge them because for many it's it's going to be the first Champions League game. Yeah, and playing against Lyon right away is obviously a big, big, big challenge. Um, so I, I wouldn't rule it out. Um, I think Bayern are capable of beating everyone on a great day. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be this uh, tournament yet. No, I, I think that's fair. Um, I, I think that it's a, it's a tough ask for Bayern, um, especially playing Lyon, but... Uh, yeah, it's a one-off, so you never know. Um, okay, I'm going to push you then. Final question. Who is going to um, win the, the Champions League this season? 
my heart says Lyon, but I'm going to root for a German team, like, nonetheless, no matter if it's Wolfsburg or Germany or Bayern Munich. Um, I just hope that we get the trophy back. No, that makes sense. It's, it's probably the same way I feel about if it was Glasgow City or any other Scottish team that gets to this stage. Um, though I think it's probably a little less realistic to think Glasgow City will, will win the whole thing. But imagine that story. That would be insane. It's going to be a tough one for them. But um, yeah, I think overall, though, I'm looking forward to having some some games to, to watch. And I'm going to try and take a little bit of a step back once Glasgow City are, are kind of playing and just enjoy the football. Um Jazz, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's really appreciated. Anytime. I love chatting. Awesome. Same. I love chatting too. So this is, this is great. Um, I'll, <laughs> put a wee, I'll put a wee link to Jazzy's Twitter page in the description of the podcast. Um, obviously, if you like it, please give it lots of five-star reviews and share and subscribe and all the usual stuff I say at the end, but I'm not going to say it today. Um, but for now, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe and I'll speak again soon.